It's a time for empty the cues. It's time for empty the cues. It's empty every time. Every, every time uh, I do wrap around for this show specifically, I wind up singing a song, even though there is not just theme music, there's different theme music for every track. This is what happens when I just uh, clear my head of all thoughts and then press record, I sing. Uh, you know, things about myself. Hello, if you're listening when this comes out, happy early Halloween. Happy early ween. Nope. I uh, love Halloween. This is not an especially spooky episode. Except, yes, it is. But kind of in the too real way. So hey, as a heads up. In this episode, we talk about fascism a lot, in case that wasn't clear by the title or the show notes. Um, oops, it's relevant. We do also talk about Nazis and literal, literal Nazi art. Now, as a reminder, uh, David is Jewish. I am not. Um, David is the person who brings these things up. So I just want to be very clear that, like, uh, we, we are not speaking about things that don't affect us. We're allowed to talk about the things I think. Everything scares me. Mostly fascists. Happy Halloween! That's traditional in Australia. Really? Oh, yes. okay. It's it like a was huge thing there. So good. It I want to do so it good. on every burger now. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, so speaking good. of the inevitable <laughs> attraction of meat <laughs> and the hypnotic potential of blood. <laughs> oh, no, I don't know where I was going with that. How are you? <laughs> you know, I'm good and fairly exhilarated by this uh, first first truly buck wild episode of Beastars. So buck wild. Literally. A buck goes wild. Goes I have wild. <laughs> so many notes, meow mix. I oh, like. I'm so excited. Uh, now it's been a minute since you and I have recorded. Do you, I, I will. I will follow if you want. If you want to take lead on this, I will just sort of let Honestly, you in the dance. I am. I am here for you going through your notes and us talking about it that way. Okay. So episode four, give it uh -huh. your all. Um, began with. I think I think that Beastars does this relatively often as they have these fake out openings, yes. so they'll have fake out transitions, and yes. so it begins with "No, no!" in the voiceovers, photos of uh, Rui on stage come into the frame, and at first I was like, "Who is saying that?" And it's mm -hmm. the mouse editor of the student newspaper lamenting mm -hmm. that nobody got a good shot of Rui's face. It was like his without one, the skull mask on. His one order was to photograph Rui's face and get his face in there, and they did not supply. <sighs> so that was, like, I, I feel like this show does an excellent job of of misdirection. Like, yes. uh, there are all, so many things that are, like, little magic tricks that they're always trying to, yes. like, make you do, like, a made you look kind of thing. And it does it again uh, in this episode. Um, 
but then we we go from the the failure of like the photojournalists to get anything damning about Rui and documenting his injury to mm-hmm. Rui coming to in the nurse's office. Mm-hmm. Um, and his first question when he comes to is, did the audience notice? Um, which yeah. kind of goes back to this like manliness as stoicism. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Like. He doesn't even care that he is injured. It's it's literally all about just keeping up that facade. Right. And I also... Okay, so a, a few things about this scene that I didn't really pay attention to the first time. One, it is the same night when he comes back, too. It's just a few hours later. Mm-hmm. Um, which, for some reason, I thought it was like... I don't know what my sense of time was the first no, time. No, I, I thought it was it. the next morning, too, because otherwise yeah. they got those photos developed very quickly. Yes, that's true. And then also... This is the first time in this episode I had two different notes where the music really stood out. It is gorgeous here. Mm-hmm. It's like um, kind of a subtle, just like minimalist synthy number going on. And it's very pretty. Um, it just adds like a really nice, like somber tension, you know, like there is a stillness to it that I really liked, but it's still very tense, which uh, fits fits the mood of the scene and definitely sort of like Rui processing what's going on and everybody else reacting to what's going on. Yeah, I wonder if if that kind of music creates like a background sonic texture that makes us able to slide in and out of his subjectivity mm-hmm, really easily. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we, we get a lot of going in between Rui's like inner voice. Because there aren't that many characters whose inner voices we have access to on the show. We get mm-hmm. Lugoshi, um, we get Rui, and we get Haru. And I think that's it, right? So far. Okay. I to my to my memory, we get a few more, but I could be wrong. I think that we get Jax at some point. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> love that sweet baby boy. I love that sweet baby boy. <laughs> so Rui Rui's determined like he, his leg is broken, and it uh-huh. had been broken, and he bulled through the past several days with a broken leg. And everyone's super impressed by that, but mm-hmm. in his, uh, whatever you want to call it, I, I keep wanting to, like, nudge it towards trauma response in order to trigger the sound effect, but I don't have to do that, like, just to <laughs> do it. Um, but because of because of his, like, the way he see because of his schema, he interprets that as pity. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of this sets the stage for Bill the Tiger uh, to understudy for Rui in the role of Adler the Reaper. Mm-hmm. And this kind of pushes the plot uh, and like the philosophical combat of this episode into mm-hmm. gear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bill speaks up pretty quickly um, saying like, hey, yeah, cool. It's cool that you're awake. We need a replacement. Like, what do we do? Um, which is why... Rui is okay with handing over the role because he's at least to Bill's retelling um, Rui is (laughs) like like pleased that Bill didn't pity him Um, I feel like Bill probably sugarcoated that situation a little bit but I do buy that that's why Rui was fine with it because like at least he had the gumption to take care of what needed to be taken care of and not sure yeah the fascist will to power. Yes. <laughs> no, 
not to not to presage the uh, the philosophical content of this episode over much, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is what is going on there, my dude. Yeah. Um, before we get to more of that. And the implications of what happens when Bill, who had been playing a minor villain, becomes mm-hmm. the protagonist of the play. I have, a, I, have a, I have a quick question about the president of the drama club, Will Williams. Is yes. this Pelican a student or a teacher advisor? Uh, I believe he is a teacher advisor. Okay. He is not good at his no. job. No, um, very inattentive, this yes. Pelican man. He is uh, a little doormat. Uh, he, he does not, he just, he just lets these kids do what they want to do. Oh, what's that, child? You want to put yourself into bodily danger? Well, that's fine, as long as the audience doesn't, you know. <laughs> Jeez. Um. Yeah. So, so Lagoshi, who to this point has just been a, a gaffer, uh, mm-hmm. has been working backstage has to fill in for Bill's character as mm-hmm. one of the villains. What does it mean for him to play the villain role? Because <laughs> he doesn't want to do it because he's afraid of revealing his true self because he's worried that there's some sort of atavistic monster hiding within him. <laughs> How about yep. that shit? How about um, that shit? Yep. I mean, uh, just like really returning uh, in full force to the the themes of this show. Like, what mm-hmm. is Lagoshi afraid of? What mm-hmm. he's afraid of? What sort of person he secretly is? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's also, you know, the the recurring theme of roles actually revealing who we are. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, we are. It is almost Halloween, but like that's a pretty traditional thing in Halloween cinema too. Is like the costume you put on is is your true identity. You know, we can just analyze it that way. Like, there's a lot of that same feel here. And as we transition from Prey Adler to, or I guess, Carnivore Herbivore, you know, we, we take it from <laughs> Herbivore Adler to Carnivore Adler. Uh, that's kind of, initially, initially it seems like the show is going to play in that um until we get kind of a little switcheroony later on (laughs) oh boy so so (laughs) bill has to practice stage combat against Mm -hmm. lagoshi right so now it's Mm -hmm. predator versus predator and there's this initial practice encounter that summons something in both of them Mm -hmm. um and i think that in all of these um I, in all of these encounters between these, between Rui and Lagoshi, between Bill and Rui, um, and between Lagoshi and Bill, there's this frisson of how to put this. It's, I, I mean, it's both it's both philosophical tension and possibly sexual tension. You know, mm-hmm. there's all sorts of different. You can read it any number of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bill, play fighting with Lagoshi, suddenly gets very emotionally aroused. And he says, like, he's excited to access the full well of his strength. I wrote down the quote because it was terrifying. Oh, he said, my. how radiant the strong would look if they were allowed to act on instinct. Which, and I, I scribbled, a terrifying glimpse into Bill's incipient fascism. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, yes. You know? Like, no false pretense, here we are, two predators, you know, tooth on claw, how magnificent we are. 
Like there's a, also. Oh, go ahead. You keep going. You've you've seen Nazi art, right? Yeah. Yes. You know, like there's this one. There's this one like deco sculpture, and I think it's from like 1934, and it's just called Freundschaft, which just means friendship in in German, and it's these two like triangular nudes, these two triangular barrel-chested men, like, clasping their hands uh, in, like, a like a fascist no-homo embrace. Um, and, that's and the I, episode, folks. Yeah, I, I mean, that, and that's, that's, what I, that's what I thought of when, yeah. like, during this encounter is, like, ah, yes, Bill wants to show off, like, the power and potential of their terrible bodies, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and like reach the audience in that way, and I think scare them uh, because I, uh, Bill later in this episode reveals his insecurities that he tries to pass off as a joke to Rui, um, but I, I think that he wants to be seen. He he wants what every fascist wants, which is to dominate, but more importantly, to be seen as dominating. Because mm-hmm. fascism is an ideology of weak people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You've you've yeah. read you've read the piece uh, "Who Goes Fascist," right? The the parlor game. You know, have I you actually think this? I haven't. Oh my god, it's amazing. Yeah. And this ties God. This ties exactly into what I was going to bring up here because between the last time I saw this episode and and now. I watched another video essay that, like, unlocked something in my brain. Not about Beastars, though. About Ooh. Midsummer. Okay. Uh, because, like, and, okay, David, you have not seen Midsummer, correct? No, but my wife has. Yes. And I know what happens in it, but I'm not intimately acquainted with its visuals. Okay. Um, so, without giving too much away, um... There is a very surface level read of the of the film where you walk away saying good for her. And like that read is fun uh, Mm -hmm. and I understand it completely. But (laughs) the more that you sit with the film and you analyze it, uh, the more you realize that like this is about fascism. And it's not even subtle. Like, at certain points, characters who are reading about this cult are reading things with, like, very clear Nazi iconography. Uh, there is there is a very, again, unsubtle, uh, a, very, a very clear drive towards, uh, essentially, eugenics in mm. the film. Mm. Um, and when looked at with keeping those oh there's also as they're driving into the area there's like a huge banner about like it's like an anti-immigration banner um so as you watch the film with that in mind yeah (laughs) like (laughs) it becomes very clear that this isn't oh good for her it's this is how fascism gets you because it's beautiful poison it's beautiful poison and it takes you in when you are broken so with this conversation between yeah. these two. Well, okay, this, so real quick. Yeah. Um, 
Dorothy Thompson's 1941 article in Harper's Magazine, Who Goes Nazi, uh, is what she calls a macabre parlor game to play at a large gathering of one's acquaintances. Um, (laughs) And and she says that, like, she goes through all of her... It's probably not a hypothetical dinner party. I think it is a dinner party that she attended or a party that she attended um, and goes through all these pseudonymous people and evaluates, in her estimation, whether or not they would turn Nazi. Um, and it's kind of based on how emotionally secure they are. Yep. Uh, and it's not about how, like, it's not really about how successful they are in life. It's really about how successful they are at being a like emotionally and morally secure person. Anyway, Mm -hmm. it's a great, it's a great piece. If terrifying, play it with your friends. The next time you have a social gathering in five years, I guess. (laughs) Oh, hurts me. Oh, oofa doofa. Yeah. I hope that the game is very difficult for you to play or very easy. So you're like, not a Nazi, not a Nazi, not a Nazi. And if you go, ooh, maybe (laughs) a Nazi, say bye to that person. Right. Uh, Yeah. So this conversation between Bill and Lagoshi when they're talking about like two carnivores on stage right Mm -hmm. I think that the the easy way to read this and I kind of caught myself thinking like this for a second is like oh that's very evocative of like the Bechdel test you know where we have these two uh like seeming minorities in some way who are not afforded certain roles and here they are taking these roles but the problem is that (laughs) and gosh isn't that empowering right exactly sure the problem is i can see that reading sure they're not these like they're literally they're literally like about to chomp on some people as very quickly after seen by Seen by Bill, who, uh, who, uh, what, whoa, whoa. <laughs> what, whoa, what, whoa, uh, yeah, um, yeah, fascinating, like, combination of, of different pop culture things there that all made my brain uh, go a buzz. Because uh, it is representation and that is valuable. Yes. Right. But also, Bill is terrifying, and he wants to do it for all the worst possible reasons. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and like with all things and B-stars, it's it's not one-to-one analogous. Right. Like it, it, it can never be. Right. And we Sometimes can... it's literally just, oh, he's a tiger. What yes, do you mean exactly. you're reading something into it? You know? <laughs> right. And, like, we could try to make this a, a perfect allegory, but it it isn't. And because of that, we have to think about the subtext here. Like, I think that... I think that, like... I, I wouldn't be shocked if on Tumblr people really did think that thing I said about representation here. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if people take those kinds of things at face value and that scares scares the shit out of me scares the shit out of me david happy 2020 happy 2020 the tarmac is laid for fascism to take off on the on the flat level ground of your person so put some goddamn rocks in front of it in 2021 please please 
Okay, what happens next in this episode? <laughs> so, so after after the um, rehearsal breaks up, Els the um, sorry, I know we've talked about this before. Is she a sheep? Alpaca. Oh, she's an alpaca. Els uh, the alpaca friend or girlfriend of the departed Lem. Mm-hmm. Tem. Tem. Sorry, mm-hmm. it's been it's okay. like two months. Yeah, he'd been dead for a while. He'd been dead for a while. Um, Els the alpaca former girlfriend of the departed Tem, uh, who was murdered by a character I think I have identified. We'll talk about it in a minute. Um, a co- like, accosts isn't the right word, but approaches Lagoshi mm-hmm. uh, and sees right through Bill. Like, they, the two yeah. of them have this conversation where she <laughs> yeah. recognizes that Bill is fronting. Uh, and she also recognizes that Lagoshi is struggling with the idea of playing a villain because he doesn't like the idea of playing a villain because he's worried he's a villain. And she asks for him to support Bill by doing like by really committing to the role that Bill could use his help by getting him to if Lagoshi really commits. Um, and this makes Lagoshi smile. And Els notices she's just like, oh, so you do smile. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then later by himself like Lagoshi thinks about what it might mean what it might look like to actually commit to a role but he can only conceive of doing that in the service of supporting bill and will if that isn't a mcfucking mood for me because <laughs> uh, here's therapy connection time Ooh. Uh, my therapist says that i have a lot of trouble centering my own needs and that i'm so you? Concern me, hoops. That I'm so concerned about the space that I take up that I neglect myself. I don't center myself in order to prioritize others. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was again. I think about you choosing this series for me as both <laughs> an act of love and a targeted attack. Yes, exactly. So, <laughs> that's my thanks. that's my truest, most sincere love language. Oh, <laughs> god damn it! Why couldn't it have been carnations? Uh, hey, you know. Yeah. There's this podcast called Hexadeck. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this one, uh, I mean, in fairness, same. <laughs> I, yeah, I think I talked about this on, uh, on something else. Maybe it was another Empty the Cues. I don't even know at this point, but one thing that came up for me in therapy is like, if you're trying to minimize the amount of damage done to the amount of people in any situation and you're ignoring yourself, the math is still wrong. You are a person. Right. The damage you know? has to go somewhere and it's going right. to you. Right. It doesn't actually just evaporate. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Lagoshi. Oh, oh, sweet, sweet fuzzy boy. It's like magic cards if you're assigning blockers. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't played Magic the Gathering in so many years. I've never but played it. Uh, it's, it's fun. We can yeah. play sometime if you want. I have we'll a little shoebox or a little like cookie tin. Aww. Jillian and I play like once every six months. It's That's very cute. That's really cute. cute. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Els does 
Elle says all of this. She's very sweet. And then she's, she's like, very sweet. take care of, like, you are a good person. And Bill is really nervous. Support him. But also, like, you're good. You're okay. Uh, Elle's good. Elle's is good. Then we cut to the next night, right? Oh, there's this yeah. scene. There's, like, this one shot of Bill doing the Hamlet thing. Mm-hmm. where he's holding the costume skull that Adler wears in Rui's dressing room. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And again, we have that clothes hanger that just sort of looks like a cross. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's 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 like for a second or two, and it's just yeah. this it dialogue-free tableau. It does, yeah, it does the thing that it yep. needs to do. Yep. Um, then we cut to the next night um, where Bill reveals his anxieties to Rui, who mm-hmm. has shown up on crutches in the dressing room, presumably mm-hmm. to wish him well. Um, and and Bill asks, like, you know, are you here to, like, support me? Or are you here to screw me over in some way? And then he mm-hmm. says, oh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. In, in this very psychologically transparent, like, oh, I just yes. said everything I was thinking kind of way. Bill's whole, like cool, aloof, tough guy facade absolutely fucking crumbles. Like, Mm -hmm. this entire night, he is so transparent constantly from this first moment that we see him and Rui together. Also, the background music sounded just like Hotel California, and it was very distracting (laughs) for me. (laughs) Um, And then they have this really strange conversation. It's weird. Um, so Rui kind of sees a kindred spirit in Bill, like mm-hmm. for the same reasons that he's frustrated with Legoshi. Like he was mm-hmm. frustrated with Legoshi for failing to live up to the savagery that he expects from a predator, whereas mm-hmm. Bill seems to lean into it much more significantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that made me, and that conversation was the first time where I was like, I think Bill killed Tam. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, because, and, and, and I was like, oh, is Rui in danger? Here is a, here is the classic prey archetype, a wounded, an- a wounded herd animal a alone. A wounded deer. <laughs> you know? Um, and then, and then Bill starts throwing Legoshi under the bus and saying, mm-hmm. or no, who says, who says Legoshi is wasting his life? Uh, Rui Bill says, that, says first. that, right? And then Bill, no, Rui, Rui says, says it first. first. And then Bill says, like, yeah, I would never want to live like him. Right. Uh, and then they're just sort of walking down this hallway with Bill's hand clasped companionably, like, between Rui's shoulder blades. And then we just sort of abruptly cut to backstage or, you know, to rehearsal space. Mm-hmm. Um and Bill enters alone, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I just bolted upright. I was like, "Oh my god!" Did he? Did he just? Did he eat Rui? Like, what the fuck? Oh my god! You know? That would have been fucking incredible. So that was that was. I don't. Did you not have that reaction? Because that was no, my. I totally didn't. That's so funny. That was what I perceived to be the second major head fake Oof. of this episode. Oof. That would have been bonkers. Yeah. Oh. And then there's a third one, like, like two minutes later. This episode does not let up. It does not let up. This episode's intense. And it's like, honestly, this is more or less like how the rest of the episodes go. I'm ready. <laughs> let's, let's talk about this first 
Lagoshi Bill confrontation. He smells something the moment that Bill comes in. And in my brain, I'm thinking like, oh, my God, he smells blood. He smells Rui's blood. Mm. He murdered Rui. Oh, my Mm -hmm. God. Why does he look so clean for someone who just like snapped the head off of a deer? You know, uh, it was actually kind of cute. I've never seen Lagoshi do something so doggy before. Yeah, it was. It was the first time we've seen him be really like. Like who he is and not really holding back. You know, mm-hmm. like even more than any of the fighting we've seen him do, because that's like that's still him, like trying his hardest not. But given the context and what Lagoshi discovered, seeing him so immediately snap back into sort of his more, I guess, animalistic nature and sniff him out. Yeah, like like a dog, um, I think was very sweet. Mm-hmm. And. Anyway, they have this hurried conversation in the bathroom because mm-hmm. Bill suddenly realizes whatever it is that he is keeping a secret from the rest of the cast, Lagoshi knows. Mm-hmm. And he knows that Lagoshi knows mm-hmm. that he knows, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And so the two of them like race after each other into the bathroom. And, and again, get... Bill is extremely transparent. Extremely like, transparent. He knows oh, he yeah. fucked up. Yeah. He knows he fucked up. He tries to like play it off with like like a homoerotic yeah. jab. Like, oh, you must be really into me if you followed me into the bathroom. Which right. echoes back to the conversation that he had just had with Rui, right. which was like, are you attracted to him? Right. Which right. Rui, in my recollection, pointedly does not answer. He does not answer. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, the blood the blood that Lagoshi smells turns out to be a tiny vial of rabbit's blood. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, my God, did he, like, kill somebody? But no, it's like a drug that he bought off of someone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he says, he says that he didn't get it from another student. It was just, like... He bought I it some, he, from some punks? Yeah, bought it from some older punks. Um, and it even, like, it's it's so clearly for this specifically. Like... Like, it looked to me like this is, like, there is at least some uh, degree of a, like, a market for this and an industry for this. Right. An illegal blood trade. Yes. Um, and he calls it doping. So there's <laughs> obviously, like, regulations around this, too, and, and a culture around this, too. And then he, oh, God, his, his methods of trying to justify this to Lagoshi. Yeah, I just scribbled, it's drugs and fascism, yeah. and it makes Lagoshi mad. This was, like, underlined it a bunch of times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so Lagoshi is, like, it's like he's both listening and not listening at the same time. Mm-hmm. He is literally the flames on the side of my face gif. <laughs> uh, he is Madeline Kahn. Yeah. Uh, there are like animated flames behind his head, but it's done in a way that is nice and dramatic and not just, I mean, it is over the top, but it really fits the mood. I hated him. Breathing. Sorry. <laughs> Listeners, if you've never seen Clue, you have no idea what we're talking about. And no. if you've never seen Clue, I'm so very sorry. You should do it. It's a classic. You should do it. Uh, it slaps. It slaps. Uh, and Lagoshi is here to just also slap, actually. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> yeah, this sort of crystallizes something in Lagoshi. Mm-hmm. I, I, think, I think this really crystallizes for him that Bill 
that he's not Bill and he doesn't mm -hmm. want to be Bill. Mm -hmm. uh, and that further, he must stop him. Yeah. And if he's going to use... If he's going to use his, like, physical prowess for anything, it's it's going to be stopping Bill and not letting him get away with this. Right. Uh, which does uh, unhinge Lagoshi a little bit more. Oh, for sure. Bill makes his way out. Why do you think Lagoshi let him leave? I mean, we have that moment of of Lagoshi saying, like, you know, Bill is right. But I was shocked that he would still, that even still he would let him go. His first loyalty is to Rui. The show has to go on. Oh, God, you're right. <laughs> so, like, he can't mess up, even though he spends most of the, you know, even though he spends most of the play, like, in the mask, he's like, I can't, I can't mess up his face, I can't mess up his body before he goes on stage. And that later goes out the goddamn window. <laughs> yep. But for now, I think, I think that it's his, like, loyalty to Rui and his mm -hmm. desire not to be the person that messes up the show that permits him to let Bill out of the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Oof. I also think that, like, thinking about Haru maybe, like, softens him somewhat. Mm, for now. For now. <laughs> later, later it, it causes him to build up, like, violent resolve. Yeah. Yes. Which is terrifying. It's terrifying yes. and awful. Yeah, especially because, like, he really fucking barely knows her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oof. Oof. Oh. Yeah. Oh, so he's white knighting. Yeah, well, maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit. Ooh, Ooh. Ooh Nelly. Ooh. Okay, so we get then to the actual play, and the crowd is, like, weirded out that it's not Rui. This has not been announced. They're all mm -hmm. like, where the fuck is the antlers, though? Who is this guy? He, he's got none antlers. Um, and Bill is doing okay. And then he gets panicked, and then he's doing less okay. Yeah, I wrote, Bill makes an unconvincing understudy. Yes. Yes. What I really loved about the scene from a design perspective mm. um, is, I don't know, it, it to me it really conveys effectively the way that it sounds on stage when you're fucking bombing. <laughs> like the way that every, yeah. that every yeah. footfall just sounds like an explosion and you can hear every echo oh. and cough in the audience. And, you know, Bill can hear individual comments from people whispering. Mm-hmm. That's not just his, like, paranoid fantasies. He's doing a bad job. Yeah. He can he can literally hear it. God, I'm so glad that the only time I've been on stage, it's either been in an orchestra, uh, so I couldn't hear anything, or uh, in a loud coffee shop. <laughs> can I tell you, in 2017, I spoke before an audience of about 2,000 people mm, in Cannes mm -hmm, for, right. you know the story, yeah. um, for an advertising festival, and like a third of them fell asleep. Mm. Because, in my defense, we had given them sleep masks. We gave them little eye masks. Yes. To... And your voice is very soothing, David. Thank you, dear. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that's probably among the like larger professional failures of my career, but <laughs> it's fine. I I got to go to France. I 
Yeah. Like the whole point of that trip was, okay, I'm going to go to France. I'm going to do the talk. And then Jillian and I are going to go to Paris and I'm going to propose marriage to her on her birthday. The trip mm-hmm. worked out. Like it yep, was, it's fine. You know, All is well I that got, ends well. I got done what I needed to get done. <laughs> also, let's be real. People in that, in that crowd probably had a nice nap. They probably had a very nice nap. Love that for them. So after Bill bombs, Mm -hmm. uh, Lagoshi walks on the stage, and it seems like it is his cue, kind of. Kind of. It seems like it's almost his cue. Uh, And he just fucking walks out. And it's clear from his first steps that shit is tense. Um, people behind, people backstage are, like, trying to, trying to get his attention. Like, they know something is off. Uh, and then it is. And then it is off. (laughs) David, I just want to hear about your reactions to this scene before we even analyze it. So, okay, so first let's, let's rewind for a little bit and talk about what we expect the blood, the rabbit's blood is supposed to do. Yes. For Bill. Has he taken it by the time he's on stage? Because I think he hasn't, right? Right. What did he expect it was going to do? It was just going to juice him and make him, like, super compelling or something? Yeah, I I think... Was he trying to treat it like Coke or something, basically? In my brain, it was like Adderall. Okay. I think. Like, to just keep him focused and help him remember lines and... yeah. So, so Lagoshi just basically barrels into Bill and socks him and the, the skull goes flying um, and then just proceeds to just punch him repeatedly uh, and the, the vial goes sailing off stage. Um, I think that there's, it, it goes on for too long and I think it goes on for too long. This is my reaction to it is that it went on for too long on purpose um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because I think that there is a certain degree of cathartic release when the hero punches the villain and you're like, yeah, get him. Um, and then he continues to punch him and you're like, okay, that's enough. And then he continues to punch him. And you're like, okay, that's gratuitous. And then he continues to punch him. Like, you're, you're going to kill this person. Um, and I think that I actually really appreciate scenes like that because what they do for me is they de-glamorize violence. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm, They take mm -hmm. it from being like this righteous thing that you do, um, and then it continues past the point of reasonableness. Because, like, I don't know, Ron Swanson knocks out a guy who's, like, making Leslie Nope's uh, life miserable. He sucks him once in the jaw, drops him, and then promptly gets arrested for assault. That's, like, satisfying. You're like, okay, cool. But if he'd, like, continued to pummel, who is it, like, Councilman Jam? It's been a long Mm -hmm, time. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, If he just continued to, like, pound Councilman Jam until he needed, like, reconstructive facial surgery, Mm -hmm. he's not a hero anymore. He's gratuitous. He's a villain. What you do with gratuitous violence makes you evil. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, Um, and this seeing this from Lagoshi, like, it initially starts out like, yeah, get him. And then it so quickly pivots to something else. And I think this is part partially because it goes on too long, for sure. Right. But I think it's also because 
we get little glimpses of Haru as he's punching Bill. But then it's not just... <laughs> it's not just like, Haru, little rabbit, protect, blood bad. He also starts picturing himself hurting Haru. Mm-hmm. And so we and so get he's that, trying like, to like right kill like, the part of himself that he hates right exactly which is i think exemplified for him in bill uh so seeing it as like and seeing him come unfurled and like uncontrolled in his need to excise this from himself via you know his from his perspective his righteous fury against this part of himself that he hates but in someone else's body essentially Mm -hmm. uh it goes from excusable or even like sympathetic to just sickening like so quickly so quickly i mean and this is he's become the thing that he hates right yes exactly like in trying to combat it yeah yep what a bummer and all the while contrasting this with (laughs) with bill previously saying like wouldn't it be so beautiful to see the carnivores up here, like, actually actually fighting each other, meow, meow, meow. Uh, and then seeing what that actually looks like. It's not beautiful. It's horrifying. Yeah. It's actually pretty uh, boring from a blocking perspective. Yes. Really, I, I much appreciated the, uh, the way that they commanded space when they were using the sticks. You know, I mean, yeah. not for nothing. I just think right. it's more, it's more dynamic. It's, I agree. I agree. But Bill's, I think Bill's kind of into it, right? Oh, for like, this is, sure. This is the shit he craves. Yes. You ever see, um, fucking, um, did you ever see Train Spotting? I have not seen it. I've seen many clips of it, but I've not seen the full mo- movie. There's this one character, I think his name is Begbie, and, um, Someone starts a bar fight by, like, glassing someone, like, breaking a beer stein on their head. And Mm -hmm. he just gets, like, he just turns on. He's like, yeah! Like, that's when he, like, comes alive is when someone, someone does, performs an act of appalling violence. And that's, like, the soil in which he is planted. And, like, the same thing happens with Bill is, like, Lagoshi's just pummeling his face and his eye is all swollen and he's just mm-hmm. smiling because he won right yep exactly exactly like this whole uh, this whole episode is such a like multi-tiered power struggle and Lagoshi is <laughs> Lagoshi thinks that he's in one power struggle and he's in a completely different one He's so naive to it. He thinks that the power struggle is, like, (laughs) defeat bad person. But by doing so, he's already lost the actual power struggle. Right. I think in a weird way, this is sort of why um, the initiation ritual to become a member of, like, the Proud Boys fascist paramilitary group is to have five people beat the shit out of you while you, or like a bunch of people beat the crap out of you while you try to name a bunch of different breakfast cereals. And that always seems super weird to me. I was like, why would I, I mean, first of all, I'm never going to join a fascist paramilitary, but also like, uh-huh. <laughs> why would I want to be friends with a bunch of people that beat the crap out of me until I can say five words? 
Right. Like, why would I want to spend time with people that, like, bruised my ribs and blacked my eyes? Right. Um, and I think that it's sort of supposed to be a brotherhood of blood. Like, like yeah. we are violence workers now, and that work binds us. Which is exactly what we get from Bill. Mm-hmm. With Bill eventually taking back over and digging his claws into Lagoshi's back to give him the in same an embrace. Stripes. Yeah. Yeah, in an embrace. And says, like, this is for our friendship. So that we match, because you know that we match now. Mm-hmm. Oh. So chilling. The show's so this is good. this is this is the story of hopefully of the radicalization and de-radicalization of one Lagoshi T Wolf. Yes. <laughs> that, that's, that, that's the English title, right? Yeah, that's the English title. <laughs> the miseducation of Lagoshi T Wolf. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Of Lauren Hill. Yep. Um and then, okay, this was bonkers, and so he's about to, I think, Bill is about to maybe kill him on stage? Uh, maybe. I don't, I don't, we don't know. ambiguous. We don't know. Uh-huh. We're friends now, prepare to die. Uh, and then he is disarmed, and his sword goes flying, and it's Rui on stage with uh-huh. a sword uh-huh. and the, the Adler skull. Uh-huh. Not the costume. Oh, Oh, uh, wait, is it an actual skull he's wearing, you mean? No, I mean, I mean, he has the skull, but not the rest of the costume. Oh, right, because right. Bill is wearing the rest but, of the so costume. So he's just there in this, like, what seems to me folkloric fantasy in a fucking button-down and slacks. Right. Which is wild. And there's also, this was another moment that I, I mentioned, I commented in my notes on the music. There's this fucking gorgeous jazz playing in the background that is so, again, like low key and pulled back and tense. Um, and for a while, <laughs> for a while, it seemed to signal to me like, like, okay, things are coming to an end. Because I forgot, I forgot about Rui in this episode. I forgot he came back. Yeah. Uh, but watching it this time and like thinking about it i think that the jazz comes in to signal not what's going on between bill and lagoshi but the actual power struggle here which is that at the end of the day Rui owns the stage and the narrative and they have Mm -hmm. both failed (laughs) sure (laughs) how is he walking what the fuck he it it's him i like it's him. It's what oh, he does. Oh, it's just, it's just the sheer power of his yep. will. Yep. Got it. So he calls Oh, God, that's attractive, imposter. though, isn't it? Isn't it? Like, that's such an attractive mm-hmm. quality, that mm-hmm. kind of, like, perseverance under fire, right? And, and, and not just perseverance, but easy charisma. Yeah, command. Command command yes because he he waltz on he waltzes on a stage he knocks this thing out of out of you know off of bill's face and all of this shit and just spins a narrative about how bill is an imposter but like but like it's also diegetic in the play that actually 
the Adler that Rui is playing is the real Adler, and Bill is playing an imposter this whole time. <laughs> I, there's got to the be at least one wild. kid in the audience that like, this is a really weird adaptation. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember this in the original staging. Is anyone? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the book the book wasn't like this, you know. <laughs> what is this weird Brecht shit? Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I loved that the audience just ate it up. Yeah. Like, because there's that tension, like that, it's all part of the show, folks, thing mm-hmm. from like, you know, Rocketeer and all that. Um, but... It really, the return of Rui seems to affirm for them, like, oh, it really was all part of the show. Like, they were right. fooled. Right. Order is restored all is well. Mm-hmm. And then it's revealed in, like, a micro flashback that when the vial of rabbit's blood rolled off stage, it bumped against Rui's feet. And mm-hmm. he was the one that put it together that Bill was doping. Mm-hmm. 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 And I'm very curious to know how this will change Rui's perspective, if at all. Mm. Um, yeah. I guess it seems to have for the purposes of the show, but I'm wondering if that's going to stick. I've got one last note on this episode. Yeah. How does this version of the play end? Like, right? It's like a whole... <laughs> What's the ending, though? <laughs> Where do Maybe you go the ending, from there? The ending is that Adler helps up his assailant, and then they do a little smooch, and then curtain. Yeah, I'm here for that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you can find Empty the Cues on social media at Empty Cues Pod or on our website, emptythecues.wordpress.com. Again, we are... Uh, trying to figure out budgeting a transcriptionist. We agree that it's very important. Um, and it is on our docket. It is very high up on our docket. Everything's very difficult right now. Thank you for bearing with us. Um, if you're not listening to this when it comes out, but at a later date, um, happy Halloween anyway. Fuck you. (laughs) Bye!